on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good to have you with us on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Still to come this hour, Brett Delidio will join Jack, but you've got a very special guest with you alongside you at the Hub, Jack. That's it, Jack. We've decided that two Jacks isn't enough, so we'll add another one into <laughs> the uh, into the into the show and really confuse each other. I am joined by Young Gun. Are you happy with that, Young Gun? Oh, not too sure about Young. I'm 21 now. Well, so. it is Jack, it's Jack Higgins. So um, thanks for jumping on uh, Tiger Time, Jack. Um, how's the day been? Because today's the first day that we've been allowed outside the hub. What did uh, what did Jack Higgins find himself up to today? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me on. I uh, always just listened to SEN when I was a kid, so it's good to be on now. Really? Did you ever text into the, the famous text line? No, nah, I never text in, but I always used to talk to my dad about uh, ringing up, something like that, So, um, but never did it. So, yeah, but um, today um, just drove out to um, a beach, saw, like, my mate walking on the beach because we can't really hang out with each other. So we walked along the beach walked it back about a K and then um, yeah, just talked and then left sort of awkwardly because he can't really like handshake him or anything. So, <laughs> so pretty pretty sort of awkward scenes I would have uh, I would have imagined because you're a little bit of a, an awkward cat and you do bounce to the, the beat of your own drum. Um, what what makes you tick? Like what what what's the, we see you in the in the media and um, we've been lucky enough to both be on stage at Brownlow night when you won goal of the year. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you do outside of footy that that keeps you going? And whilst we're in the hub now, mm, that's a very interesting question you answered there, Jack. Um, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm sort of a person who likes um, just keeping to a routine, and when I'm sort of in the hub, especially the last two weeks, it's been a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I've just been playing a bit of Xbox and been getting really bored in my room, getting really bored. But sort of got forty other blokes probably going through the same thing. So just having the same chats with the all the same cats here, which makes things interesting. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's, I want to take you back to um, obviously Saturday night, mate, which was a great win for the football club after um, a bit of a, di- a different game against Sydney the week before. And, and your performance was um, was one again where you, you're really finding yourself um, after a little bit of a layoff last year. And we'll chat about that a little bit more later on. But um, what... what can you explain to the fans what sort of role you, you, you're playing at the moment? Because you, you, you're playing um, a, a pretty important role um, and what it, what it looks like for you and, and what you're focusing on um, when you get out there on the weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm sort of playing the more high half-forward role at the moment. So sort of getting used to that. I haven't really played it for the last two years. So sort of more getting up into the midfield. Not so much a midfielder, but getting around the midfield, doing heaps of stoppages and stuff. So that's pretty new. For me, and yeah, just trying to get the ball forward. So that's what sort of my role is, which is a bit interesting. Never really played it before, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. And you, you see yourself playing forward for the the rest of your career, or for the sort of next little bit, or would you like to make that move up into the midfield and and become a a, a premier midfielder at, at Richmond? Oh, definitely, I'd like to play in the midfield. I think for me personally, um, sort of where, where the coaches see me, probably is where I'm going to play. For me personally, I think I'm a better midfielder than I am a forward. Just for my uh, my running ability, I think I can get into ends of change and sort of sneak forward. So maybe yeah, like a like a, if I'd be half as good as Robbie Gray, 
uh, yeah, maybe like a rugby race sort of player in you the ha- future. Yeah, we have got that little goal sense. I mean, obviously goal of the year in 2018 and you've kicked a, a, a few pearlers over the, well, very pearlers. short journey so far. Yep. I want to take you back to the, the celebration that you decided to run with early on, which was the little sort of Huey Bowman winks celebration. Yep. What's the is is it? Are you just copying Huey there, or did you? Uh... Well, at the time, Winks was in its absolute prime. <laughs> um, I think she may have won two. Um, oh, what's it called? Cox plates. Cox plates at the time, and I think she's going. She won a third later that year. Don't correct, um, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, me and my mates back then absolutely loved Winks, and um, every time Winks was on, we'd have a nice punt on it. So um, yeah, I just did it for a bit of a laugh because all my mates loved. Winks the horse, and I think everyone around Australia loves Winks. So just did she's apples, Huey Bowman. What's uh, <laughs> what's um, have you got anything on the cards for for goal celebrations coming up in the uh, well the last ten rounds of the of the season? Can we see something special from from uh, Jack Higgins? And, and if so, where are you looking to find something from? Um, I don't think I have that much, that many goal celebrations. Sort of comes how it is. I remember when I kicked um, goal, the uh, did the old. Um, Sort of like the Daniel Harford aeroplane, but not really the Daniel Harford aeroplane. <laughs> um, I sort of did that. So I think it just sort of comes um, just just naturally. Like it depends how the goal how the goal comes. I think so. I, I sort of act. Well, mate, it's um, on a on a more serious note. It's nearly been a, a year to the day that you um, had your, your your brain surgery. Yeah. Um, can you can you explain to us what actually happened? Um, and, and what you had to have done. Yeah, so I think um, I saw on my Instagram the other day, popped up, I went to the hospital maybe last Monday, last year, was the first time I went to the hospital. I think I had surgery this Thursday. So, say it's Monday. Yeah, this Thursday last year. So, had um, two brain operations. So, the first one, they went up through my groin, not where you're thinking, like actual in my groin, not the other yep. hole. <laughs> um, went up there and um, had an unbelievable surgeon, but that didn't get the job done. So, um, what, and what did they have to do there? So, so they've obviously accessed through your, through your hip, basically. Yeah, basically your hip. Going up, going up into your head, and, and what, what were they trying yeah, to so do? So it's like a small tube, and it was a bit glue because I was bleeding from my brain. So if you think of um, obviously like a blood like vessel, so it was, some was like just bleeding. Like radically, when it should be going to my brain, I think I'm not. I'm not a neurosurgeon, mate. If I was, I wouldn't be here soon next year. But, um, I, I can I can confer that you are not a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Um, so that happened, and, and then the glue. Did, so we thought it was all good for about three weeks, but the glue didn't set. It set in the wrong place. So I've just got glue floating around my head right now. Still floating around. I now. don't know if it's still floating around, but it didn't hit the spot. Okay. So I had um. Yeah, just glue in my head didn't work. I had to wait about four or five weeks, and I was sort of getting back walking again um, towards the end of the period, and I had to get scanned, see how it fit and um, fit in my head. And then I was, I remember there, I was like, oh, everything's going to be fine, like it's going to be all good. And then getting there and getting re-scanned on my head, and it's a whole procedure. I had to be there at 5.30 anyway. And my um my new recession walks in all like he had a smile on his face and like, Oh, how good's this? This is a ripper. I'm gonna be all clear here. And the first surgery I had was probably one of the worst experiences I'll ever have in my life and hopefully I'll ever have. Lost about like eleven kilos in about a week, just like oh, vomiting wow. all the time in ICU for about five days, three or four days. And was absolutely in just agony pain. I remember I just couldn't get to sleep. And if you've ever been probably in an ICU ward, hopefully you never do, but 
everyone's like sort of next to each other, so you can sort of hear what the next bloke's going through, and everyone's it's on... pretty tr- morbid place. Yeah, everyone's sort of on drugs, high, high as a kite in yeah. there. So but, you had a second surgery, is that right? No, obviously the first one didn't work, and the second one was a bit more invasive and, and one that we, we probably all see every day, really. Yeah, so, yeah, carrying on from that, that didn't work, the glue, so I had the second surgery, and, yeah, so they had to cut open my head, um, and then they put, I think, eight... 12 to 18, like, I can't remember the number, mate. 12 to 18 um, middle bolts in my head. So wow. there's all there. So that's where you probably can see the scar. I think the scar looks pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's what happened. And then sort of just um, from there, just sort of try to recover. And then things weren't really going too well with recovery. Um, and yeah, there was just a lot of things that happened and a lot of things I was going through mentally and emotionally at a time that, yeah, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Uh- the the physical the physical um, ability to come back and play the game's been well in twelve months and 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 the last surgery was in September so it's been shorter than that it's been phenomenal. Um, you're a really professional young man. What about the mental side of it? Do you um, do you think about the injury at all now? Now, um, not so really. I think. Um I, I did when I first started playing my game. I remember I played a JLT game against Collingwood, and that sort of went through my head a lot before the match. Just you, worried about getting a knock on it, or not so much worrying. Getting, I've never worried about getting a knock because my head's probably stronger than your head. Okay. Because got, I got metal plates in there. <laughs> Bolts. Yeah, I think gold. The gold as well. Like a Frankenstein sort <laughs> yeah. of setup. Yeah. So um, I got that in my head. So I wasn't really worried about that, but I was sort of worried about, geez, how am I going to come back to footy? Sort of that was sort of worrying. Not so much after. I've never had an injury touch wood in my life, except that. If you really can't have this injury. Mm. But, so I was a bit worried about how I'd come from that. But that has never crossed my mind about, geez, how am I going to come back from actually brain surgery? And has it changed your perception about um, how, how lucky you are to obviously, one, survive something like this? Because yeah. it's obviously a fairly traumatic experience. But then to, to get back to the, the level and you love your footy, and I know how much you love your footy, to actually get back and, and be able to play again. It must have been a really emotional time to get back and play that first game after a first game of AFL which I think was round two this year yeah round two yeah so um yeah it was pretty emotional like I had a lot of people helping me out through the way um along the journey of the past year which was well I can't thank them enough but I remember playing against Collingwood in the JLT and I think I may have had four touches absolutely like distraught about my game thinking oh geez I've absolutely lost I've lost my touch like footies, I'm not going to be good. At, I'm not good at footy anymore. And I remember played at Wangaratta. Yep. It was a hot day, and I remember getting the car. Me, Dad, Mum, just crying my eyes out the whole way home. Just going, I've lost it. Like just crying the whole way home. Like for, you know how long? How long is it? I think it's about three hours. Three hours. Like maybe not crying the whole way home, but for like two hours. And then I remember sitting. I remember calling people like a few of my mentors and Dad, Mum are in the car and just talking to him like everything's going to be fine. But at that, that moment, when I first came back, I was like, geez, one, I'm not going to be in the side. When it, w- w- so my whole thing coming back from brain surgery was always going to play around, just play around one, play around one. And then I played shocking, and not shocking, but I wasn't up to my normal standing in the JLT, and I was just bore my eyes out. And I reckon out of the whole brain surgery period, I reckon that was the worst time because I've gone, geez, I've gone through all this. I've put that on the plate. What's next? And I sort of have to start from scratch then. Okay. Well, you are coming through with with some young guns, and and I did call you a young gun off the top. 
Who, um, in your opinion, who's the who's the most exciting of the the types that we're seeing? So we've got Bolter, Egmelissi, Smith, Baker. Who do you think's got the biggest upside, and and who do you love playing football with? Um, I think they're all absolute guns on their own right, Jack. Um, I really like Noah Bolter, maybe because I'm probably the closest with him yep. out of all them three. I'm not saying I'm not close with the other blokes, but I like Bolter. I think he's going to be a really good player in the near future, even now. He showed a glimpses two weeks ago. Well, he didn't show glimpses. He killed it against Melbourne two weeks ago. So if he can keep that up, and he's only 21 years old, so he's got plenty of time, and he's playing against the biggest key forwards in the game at the moment, and he's playing pretty well. So... Lovely. Well, thank you for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. You are a very lovable character, and, and the fans do love you. And we're looking forward to seeing some more gold celebrations and, and seeing some more of the Jack Higgins that we, uh, we've come to, to know and love. So thank you for joining us. Here you go. Uh, nice. Coming up after the break, we are going to join, be joined by, uh, we're going to do a bit of Hardwick's Coach's Corner and a Richmond two-timing Tiger. Uh, Brett Deledio will join us as well. So we'll catch you after the break.